So yeah, we have uh, yeah we have some some sad news. Obviously, this interview. So seven-year-old Kayale to Magadla's body has been discovered after three weeks of searching. Can you imagine what the family was going through? Magadla fell into an open manhole in Lamini Soweto while playing with friends. We now speak to Robert Muraudzi, Johannesburg EMS uh, spokesperson. And Andy Masiar. Good to have you on the show, Mr. Muraudzi. Was this the first time you had to recover a body from a, a manhole? And what challenges did you meet that made the recovery to take so long? I mean, three weeks is a long time. Yeah, uh, the, I would say this was one of those uh, uh, incidences which we were maybe experiencing for the first time to mm. uh, physically walk along inside a, a manhole because most of them incidents which we have done before, um, you know, the young kids who fell into a main house were recovered like in a day or two. But this one, uh, it was difficult because uh, they, um, along the pipeline, we still had water, we had the missing gas, and the area also, it's a confined space. Mm. So we, we had to uh, make sure that the residents, uh, as and when we're conducting the search, the residents still continue to do what they're supposed to do, meaning that they still needed to use have water and also continue their day-to-day business. But uh, there was areas where we couldn't operate if we don't isolate or reduce or shut down uh, the water level along the, the pipeline. Hence, there was a times where we had to refer, request our colleagues from Jobek Water to sh- uh, shut down the whole uh, pipeline or water supply so that we don't have water along the uh, the pipeline itself. Mm. So I would say it was a, a very difficult uh, operation uh, because we, we managed to cover about uh, 13 kilometers from uh, where the incident occurred mm. uh, on the 12th of June. Uh, and then we covered about 25 manholes along the way. Mm. So the, 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 the area is different because some of the manholes are much more bigger. So a normal one where... Uh, you can stand, like walk, literally walk along it. Again. It's uh, about two meter high, mm, and mm. then with the uh, w- uh, being about one point two meter wide. But as, as and when as you go uh, around halfway on that eighteen kilometer, you see that the main hole changes in terms of the size. If somewhere you have to crawl, you know, maybe kneel down a little bit and then uh, be able to walk as uh, on a crawling position. So the areas. Uh, were really different, uh, difficult to operate because uh, we had to make sure that we exercise caution not to have another incident because uh, if maybe there was a, a rescuer who was injured or who lost his life while he was trying to rescue the young boy, there was also going to be, you know, uh, maybe a complaint from the public to say maybe we were not, we were reckless and things mm-hmm. like that. So we did manage to make sure that we exercise caution and then uh, make sure that all the safety measures are taken. Hence, we also introduced the issue of uh, robots or some floating devices in the areas where we felt that uh, it would be dangerous for us to to deploy uh, rescuers physically to walk through uh, those kind of areas. So did you have to change the approach or technology that eventually led to the boys' discovery? Okay, they, 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 the pipeline itself 
covered is about, I would say, a distance of about 20 meters long from where the incident occurred, 20 kilometers from where the incident occurred to the uh, main plant, which is the waste treatment plant. Mm. Uh, so along that area, from the where the incident occurred to somewhere, I would say about uh, maybe 18 kilometers, mm. you, there's something we call uh, a split chamber. A split chamber is, is something like a house mm. whereby all the waste will come in. In that house, uh, there will be like three lanes, pipelines, which are flowing towards the main uh, treatment uh, plant. Yes. So along those three lines, that is where we actually uh, uh, recovered the boy. So what's happening there, so the, the, the waste will be, those, those whatever is coming into the split chamber uh, will be flowing into those three pipelines. So what we're trying to do there is to isolate each and every line along there because that will be your last part of the uh, pipeline itself before you get to the machinery where you know the system uh, the the treatment plant itself is working itself out to get whatever you can get along the pipeline so that was the last stretch which we had to search to uh, just eliminate any doubt about uh, you know the whereabouts of the boy so hence that was the our last uh, part where we had to search so there we had to isolate each and every line in that area the difficulty there was to reduce the the water levels because the water levels there in that area is very much high and it was going to be difficult uh, dangerous for the rescuers because if it happens that we manage to reduce the water levels we deploy the rescuers in there might be a, a challenge whereby we might have a backflow of the, the waste system which might also you know even kill uh, you know rescuers as they're inside that uh, pipeline so that was a, a tricky part of the rescue the mission itself but we're happy that we managed to work together with our colleagues from George Chinese Backwater to make sure that that line, those lines are, are you know, are close. Of course, the residents had to suffer a little bit because there was no water supply in most of the areas while we were conducting our search. So, obviously, the family, the community, the parents are devastated. Um, where, when did they identify the body? Okay, so what happens after after we we, we, we identified the, uh, we rescued the boy, uh, recovered the boy from the pipeline. We had a team which went to activate uh, get the uh, the parents from uh, Njamin yes. before even the media statement was issued, okay. so that we can be sure because already we had a picture of him and of course the clothes which he was wearing. So from our side, we, we knew that it was it because he was exactly dressed up the way he was yes. when he fell into the mail on the 12th of uh, June. So we had an idea that we got him, but we, we just wanted to, the family to be the first people to hear about the good, the good mm. news, even though it's bad because they lost their loved one. Yes. So we managed to get them. And when they came uh, on site, uh, they uh, positively identified uh, the body, and then from there we, we managed to issue a statement to everyone. So sad. So, uh, Mr. Mrauzi, where can the public, you know, report open uh, manholes? Yeah, there is a, a Jobbeck, uh, city of Jobbeck uh, connect number, which uh, is a municipal contact number, which uh, our residents can be able to uh, report. The uh, open manholes is 375 
Gamifat, Gamifat, they can be able to report uh, open manuals in those areas and also uh, vandalism because some of the um, main holes you find that even though they are covered because of their street value, mm-hmm. uh, we still have people who, because they are made of steel, so one can be able to get some money if you go and take it yes. to, for instance, the scrap metal. Yes. So that will be, you know, a continuous challenge. Yes, we say to our residents, let's let's try and report this uh, incident so that they can be covered with uh, other covers which are, are made of materials which are which doesn't have a straight value. Uh, because we're hoping that with this introduction of these other main uh, covers, main old covers. Uh, we will be able to reduce the number of incidents where kids are falling in because uh, maybe people won't be able to vandalize them or uh, remove them to go and try and sell them for a little bit of cash. But I was it. Thank you so much for chatting to us. Thank you very much. Thank you, EMS spokesperson there, Robert Murauzi, at uh, nine minutes to four.